So, I want to talk about Jesus today. Surprise. But not, not Christmas Jesus. Not Easter Jesus. Uh, not a Jesus that we, uh, we take out of the totes the day after Thanksgiving and we decorate our house with and we turn to Cozy 101 and we start singing about and then we conveniently can put that Jesus, that adorable baby form Jesus back in the box at New Year's. I'm not talking about Easter Jesus that we include with hollow chocolate bunnies and colorful jelly beans and pastel clothing and once again that we set aside after after the moment has passed. I'm talking about a Jesus that should consume every minute of every day that is with us in every season, good or bad, hard or wonderful, abundant or in lack. That's the Jesus we're talking about, and that's the Jesus we talk about every week. I'm not talking about a Jesus way up there. Which is interesting because, like, sometimes when I'm praising, like, I try to go as high as I can, but Lord, you know, and I know he's not way up there. I think in my heart of hearts, I'm hoping one of these moments he's just going to pick me up and I'm going to be like 20 feet in the air, hugged, and we're all going to be amazed. But he's not way up there, and he's not way out there. I'm talking about Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't that remarkable? One of his names, Emmanuel, God with us. Given for us. Given to us. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, we're going to read, we're going to read a little bit there, and, and then we'll be in other scripture, but we're going to start off with uh, Luke chapter 2. Verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, can we all say Caesar Augustus? That all the world should be registered. Um, that's, that's all the world that falls into the realm of the Roman Empire. This census first took place while Quirinius, can we say Quirinius, was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. So if I can pause right here. I had to say those names for, for one obvious reason. These are not characters in the story. These are historical figures. And thank God that, that the Roman Empire were such meticulous historians and documenters. I love that in Scripture we see historical figures, not made-up characters. Did you know, and my dad told me this when I was younger, and I didn't believe him. I'm like, nah, you're just saying that because you have to because you're a preacher. But it's true. There is more historical proof that Jesus lived than there is that George Washington lived. Did you know that? Because the Roman government were meticulous in their documenting. Because um, in the temple, the, the, the Jewish scribes were meticulous in documenting what took place. And here we see in Scripture people and places and times. This is history. Anybody doubt if Paul Revere lived? If George Washington lived, there's more proof that Jesus Christ walked this earth than, than those heroes of our country that they lived. 
yet there's still people that doubt if Jesus is a real person. So you can use that. I just kind of gave you whatever weapon or tool or maybe you got a trapper keeper, whatever goes in there that, that can be like spiritually you got locked and loaded. I just gave you something. Jesus Christ is not a character in a story. Jesus lived. Jesus lives. Pick up in verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. We would be greatly afraid. Then the angel said to these lowly shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I love that. Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Sometimes we have to point out the inclusion of really small but really powerful words. The angel didn't merely say, good news. Born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What that angel said was this, born to you this day. A Savior. Christ the Lord, born to you. Jesus given graciously, generously, abundantly by our Father to you, to me, to us. And I love that he started low. He started with the shepherds. I, I love that, that it was a private audience at night and then told him where to go. Here's where you're going to see him. You're, you're going to see the Savior born in a, in a feeding trough. Anyone like candles, like Christmas candles? Like anyone go to Bed Bath and Beyond, or not Bed Bath and Beyond, Bath and Body Works, Bath and Body Works? Like, how many times you guys go? Anyone go like five times a year? Do I hear six? Do I hear seven? Like, and you get different smells. You're like, oh, it's coming up on summertime. I need a summertime smell. It's gonna smell like watermelon and cotton candy. So, so you guys probably have Christmas candles, right? What's it smell like, Debbie? Pine. That's a nice Christmas smell. Anyone else? What's a nice Christmas smell? Cookies? Sugar cookies. Cinnamon? Cloves? Froth? Those sound sound so much better than the real smells of Christmas. Do you know what the real smells of Christmas were? Boop. 
oh, I totally should have had a poop icon, like a poop emoji should have popped up behind me. That would have been awesome. He, next year. We, we still have the Christmas Eve service, but I don't think I'm going to do the... I, what if I did a poop with a Santa Claus hat on it? That'd be kind of, it's going to happen. Check my Facebook page this week. He was, he was born in a stinky manger. The smells of Christmas were, were dirt and, and lowliness. And this message saying I've, that, that God has sent a Savior to you was sent to the lowly. But it wasn't just limited to the lonely, to the lowly. It was sent to all of us. Born unto you. Born unto you, Haley. Born unto you, Andy. Born unto you, Candace. Born unto you, Mark. What's interesting is the name that he was given. It's a very common name. We don't know many Jesuses now, but his name was very common. We, we, have, we have a fair amount of Chris's in our church. We have Chris Jennifers, and we have Christian uh, um, Herman. Thank you. Chris Herman. And we've got, we got Chris's. Got a couple Eric's. We've got a Marie and a Maria. Jesus was much more common, that, that name of Joshua, which is what his name was. I'll get there in a second. Born to you, given to you, who lived for you, who died for you, who conquered death for you, and who lives for you and I. John 3, 16 and 17 says this, for here is the way that God loved the world. Here's the way he loved you and I and all of our ancestors and all of our generations to come. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. Now we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the Jesus who turned a tomb into a womb from which you and I came out of and have life today because of the completed and the mighty work of Jesus Christ. We were not saved by a church. We are not saved by a creed. We are not saved by a doctrine. We are not saved by a people. We are not saved by a set of beliefs. We are not saved by an idea. We are saved by Jesus alone. Jesus himself. Let's not get confused. Sometimes we say, you know, that we are saved by grace. And we're saved by grace through Christ Jesus. But we're not saved by grace. We're saved by Jesus. And the grace shown to each one of us by our God for sending his son. Jesus. With us. Not out there. Not beyond reach. Not far away from us. Not way up there. Not an absentee 
Father, Jesus, God with us, among us, one of us who walked this earth as a human, enduring temptations victoriously, experiencing the things we experience, experiencing the feelings that we experience. Matthew one twenty three says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. We are saved by a close enough to touch us, God. We are saved by a here to embrace us, God. We are saved by a tangible God, not some ethereal God. He's not the, uh, he's somewhere around here, God. He is God with us, Emmanuel. And God with us will become our answer, our everything. He will be right here with us, God with us. So I got a fair amount of history kind of, you know, pushed in, a little bit of teaching, quite a bit of teaching in, in this message. So there's a Jewish word, yasha. And here's what yasha means. It, it's very, it's got quite the definition. It's rescue, help, defend, preserve, attain victory, deliver, make free, bring to salvation, heal, and save. That's what the word yasha means. That's quite a word, right? Wow. One word means all of those things. Yasha. This is what we spend our lives seeking for. Healing. It's there. Saving. It's there. Delivering. Lifted from evil. It's there. Freed from bondage. It's there. From this Hebrew word, yasha, comes the word salvation. And we see salvation, save, as one of these definitions. Well, this word yasha then turned into another word that also means salvation. Yeshua. Let's read from the Old Testament books of Exodus and Isaiah where we will see this word yeshua. And I will point it out. Exodus 15.2. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation, my Yeshua. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Isaiah 12, 2. Behold, God is my salvation, my Yeshua. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my strength and my song, and he's going to become my Yeshua. These prophetic scriptures are saying this. God is not only the creator of the universe. He's not only the king of the universe, but he will become the one that is close enough and tangible enough and personal enough and attentive enough to meet all these needs that I have, that we have. With the use of this word, Yeshua, we see that God will become our salvation, our rescue, our help, 
our defense, our preservation. He will attain victory. He will become our deliverance. He will make us free. He will bring salvation. He will heal and he will save us. That's what's being declared in the book of Exodus and Isaiah, what we just read. The name Yeshua, salvation, then becomes a name. Just like Mark's a name and Christine's a name and Talia's a name. Yeshua then, meaning salvation, becomes a name. And that name means God saves. The salvation of God. But it doesn't just mean God saves. It also means God saves. God heals. God delivers. Joshua. Joshua is Yeshua. So there's not a J in the Hebrew language. Okay? So we, we use a lot of J words. Jerusalem and Jewish and, and Joshua and Jesus. The, the J is not part of the Hebrew language. It's Yeshua. That's what Joshua is. That's the name that Jesus was given. Yeshua. And this is the name of Jesus. God is salvation. It started as a Hebrew word, Yeshua. The word, salvation, the name, God saves. And then Yeshua, which we see, we see throughout the Old Testament, it was translated into Greek, which in Greek we see Hebrew and Aramaic. And so that word Yeshua was translated into Greek, and that was the word Jesus. That's the Greek word, Jesus. And then Jesus was translated into the language that we speak, Jesus. Or that Mexico would speak, Jesus. Jesus, our salvation. Jesus, our rescue. Jesus, our help. Jesus, our defense. Jesus, our preservation. Jesus, he has attained victory for us. Jesus, he has become our deliverance. Jesus, he has set us free. Jesus, he has brought us salvation. Jesus, he has healed every wound. And Jesus, he has saved everyone who will believe. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. Whatever your problem is, Jesus is the answer. Whatever your burden is, Jesus is the answer. Here's the key. We take every hurt we have to Jesus. Honestly, I think this is where we fall short. This is what we stink at sometimes. We take whatever hurt we have we take whatever burden it is we're carrying that's too much for us and at times feels like it's going to crush us or it causes us anxiety or it causes us fear or shame or depression. We take these things to the answer. We take these things to Jesus. 
we bring it to him. It's a sort of really unfair but wonderful gift giving. We give it to him. We say, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do with it, and I don't know why you want it. But, but I, I give it to you. I'm not just going to stay in this place. I'm not just going to stay surrounded by it. Lord, I give it to you. I bring it to you. You are the answer. You are the Savior. You are the healer. I give it to you. Take it to Jesus. I, as, as one of your pastors, I can't do that for you. I can't take it to Jesus for you. Teens, your parents can't take it to Jesus for you. You've got to take it to Jesus. Ronan, your parents can't take it to Jesus for you. We have to go to Jesus ourselves. This isn't religion we're talking about. This is relationship. And, and Jesus isn't an icon on a wall or a decoration in a tote. He's not a seasonal God. He is a person, the most amazing person that's ever lived for you and I, given to you and I, born to you and I, and God with us. And if, if, I'm, if we're just being honest, too many times we just forget that and we ignore him. He's right there. He is right there. And we just forget. Look to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Find salvation in Jesus. The last verse I have, Proverbs 18.10, the name, the character of the Lord is a strong tower a strong tower that cannot be shaken, a strong tower that is strong and mighty. It's his heart. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man, the lovers of God, run to it. They run into his heart and are safe. We run to Jesus and we're safe. We run to Jesus and we're healed. We run to Jesus, and we're delivered, and we're set free, and we're fought for, and we're doted over, and we're loved. I love the progression of that word, Yasha, to Yeshua. Yeshua, the Hebrew name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Run to him, friends, and a, the last reminder I have, it's not a far run he's near. You don't got to run far. Don't visualize it being a long run to that strong tower because he is Emmanuel, God with us. He is near. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we present ourselves, our hearts to you right now. Grabbing hold of the faith and the belief that you are all of those names that are contained in Yasha, in Yeshua. And you are so much more. So we run to you right now. We bring everything to you right now. You, you came so that we might have life and life to the fullest, but we know that there is an enemy out there that comes to steal and kill and destroy. And we acknowledge that sometimes... We drop our guard and, and 
we get sucker punched. So Lord, we run to you to be our defender, to be our healer, to be our joy, to renew our hearts, to give us the most amazing gifts of, of peace and joy and laughter and endurance, of self-control. Holy Spirit, you call them fruit. And it's things that our life bears when we're in your wonderful presence. So Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would just move in this place. And, and knowing that each one of us are unique and different and just so, so individual with just unique and individual needs. Holy Spirit, would you just move in power right now? Bringing your presence and applying the presence of Jesus Christ near to us, to each one of us right now. Where there is heaviness in the name and the authority of Jesus, I say heaviness be gone. You have no place. We take away your right and your strength by applying the strength of Jesus Christ as we run to him, our strong tower. anxiety and depression. We say right now in the name of Jesus, you are no match for Yeshua, our salvation. God saves. Jesus. Jesus. Church, can we just say his name right now? Jesus. We see in, in the word of God that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Jesus. There's something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Lord, fill us up with every good thing you desire to give us. Not because we've earned it or deserve it, but because you're so, so generous and you don't put stipulations on your presence. You don't say you will be with us and you'll be near us if we do everything right or if we follow all the rules or if we keep our, 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 our nose clean. There's no stipulations on your nearness. You are near to us, given to us. So Lord, we embrace you. We reach out to you. We lose ourselves in you. If we can keep our eyes closed just for a moment. If there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, maybe you, maybe you, you, you knew the Jesus of Christmas or of Easter of a story, but you don't really know Jesus. You've never had that encounter with Jesus, but right now you want to know him and you want to leap into him knowing that he is the place of salvation, the only place of salvation the only place of healing. With all eyes closed, except for maybe our pastoral team, just who can be looking around so that we have the opportunity to minister. If there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus, but you want to know him, would you just look at me, raise your hands, just acknowledge that God's moving in your heart and you don't want this moment to pass you by. Is there anybody? I'm only going to give it a minute because I'm not trying to talk anybody into anything. Because if I can talk you into something, someone else can talk you out of it.
Lord, as we leave this place today, our desire, Lord, is to, to leave just overflowing with you and to take that overflow into our lives, into our homes, to wherever we're going. Lord Jesus, we celebrate you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. If anyone needs prayer for anything today, what I want to encourage you is just don't rush right out of here. It'll only take a few minutes, but if you need prayer, come on up after the service. And we got folks that are just chomping at the bit to pray for you. Because it's good. And it makes a difference. And prayer works. So if you need prayer, come on up after the service. I'll leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. Merry Christmas. We have church on Friday, which is Christmas Eve. So come to the candlelight service at 4 o'clock on Friday. No church on Sunday. Church is on Friday. And have a, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love y'all.